I don't care what people call me. When I was a little kid, I was called One Shirt Michael. My nickname was Pokey Joe. Well, uh, my name is Jason Kastrup, which means uh, starting in kindergarten, uh, I was Jason Ketchup. Uh, my friend's mother gave me that nickname because I was always so dreamy and never in a hurry and slow. And so she was constantly saying, come on, Pokey Joe, let's go. There was this kid and he was uh, a little bit jealous of me because I'd graduated uh, college before he did. So he got everyone to call me the professor. And I was heady until fourth grade when I had Mrs. Lindstrom, who was an evil teacher. And she told me it was too much of a boy's name. I have these big round glasses in junior high. Uh, so I, I, I was at a skate shop and they said I looked like Skippy from Family Ties. So Skippy became the main one. When I was a young kid, about 12, 11, 12, I wanted to be called Nikki because it was different, right? Girly, for sure. Um, so then I was Nikki in school, but there were three Nikki's, right? So they had to differentiate. The kids had to differentiate between which Nikki was which Nikki. There was Nikki Donovan, there was Nikki Nerdy Nikki, and there was me, and I had just gotten boobs that summer, so I was Nikki Tits for four years. Tell me, tell me, uh, tell me one thing about yourself. Michael Zimmer? Mike Zimmer? Either way, uh, that's something. I don't care what people call me. Uh, <laughs> okay. Let them call uh, me by any name. Has there um, been has there been someone in your life that was like, your name is Michael, and someone else that says, your name is Mike? It's just, I always tell people whatever they want to call me first, just go with your gut. But um, for some reason in middle school, this guy decided that my name would be Gay Thomas, just because that was his sense of humor at the time when you're like 12. And then another friend decided that my name was Dexter in high school. So my name, I've kind of just let go of caring about my name. And then everyone goes by my last name, Zimmer, because it's got a nice ring to it, I guess. Hey, what's up? Uh, I'm Andy Blatz, and uh, this is my brother. Hi, I'm Todd Blatz. And uh, we are kind of uh, soothsayers. You know, we've given every kid in our high school a nickname. Between the Blatz brothers, uh, we, you know, you come to us, we see you, and we take in your aura, mm-hmm. and then we, we, we christen your new name. Yeah, sometimes we don't even let them know that we've done it yet, but we've already marked them when they come back. We shout it from a distance, as long as they hear it eventually, you know. Yeah, no, they, they come to us seeking guidance, and we give them, you know, it's kind of like, like spirit animals. Yes, yes. I mean, it, but it, I mean, it can be anything, you know. And, and sometimes when we give people these names, they sound insulting. We don't mean them to be insulting, Mm-mm. but they come off that way, um, because they don't have as open of minds as we do. Hey, hey, you guys, Blatz Brothers. Um, I just, I wanted to, again, just throw in an appeal. It, um, I just, I don't want to be called Pepsi Guzzler anymore. And I just, I just, if I could just get that overturned. Hey, Pepsi Guzzler, you know, you, we don't choose your name, all right? Your name chose you. Mm-hmm. You showed up with that face and that build. And, you know, we, we knew that we just had to give you the truth straight up. You're a Pepsi guzzler. 
And so there's nothing I can do. Like, there's no court of appeals or, like, way to make it change. Like, what if I do something outrageous and I want to be known for that? Well, you could guzzle a soft drink that's a little more extreme, like Mountain Dew. Or, or is that, do you want to be a different no, I, kind of I, guzzler? I don't or? want to be known for any soft drinks or guzzling soft drinks. I just, I want to be known for, like, something interesting and good about myself, like, as a person. Well, Joan, you, you know, what do you want to guzzle? What what it what would be a guzzle that makes sense for you, Joe? Well, I I'd like to to guzzle, you know, economic theory. I think that I'd be really good at, you know, just being a, a leader in this community and, you know, showing the town how to just come out of this recession, you know? All right. Well, I mean, Andy, uh, well, let's 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 chat for a second. Okay. I mean, I'm a number guzzler. A number guzzler? Yeah, she's into economics. So does that work for you? Um. Does it sound like that that shows her? I'll be in a group of people and I'll be they'll say be like, What's your name? And I'll be like, Oh, my name's Ryan and they'll be and someone else will pipe up, No, his name's the professor and the the professor is like the prevailing prevailing uh, name that I'm called in that in that realm so much that that uh, after a couple years I was there one time and some friends who knew me as Ryan Ryan were happened to be in my camp and they were yelling like Ryan, Ryan, but everyone for weeks had been calling me the professor, so it didn't even click in my brain. I'm just like, what? And I looked around, I didn't see anything. I'm like, they must not be talking to me, and left. It's funny how, how anywhere I go, it's kind of like, uh, you know, when you have a phone and each person has a different ringtone and you can kind of tell, you know, whatever, like if anyone just like yells a nickname, I kind of like know before I look on who it actually it is. I had a, a contingent of friends in, in high school who liked to call me uh, cyborg because uh, I'm hyperlogical and they thought that that uh, I didn't have like proper human emotions. I had a job one time when I was young. I was Twinkie the kid, and everyone started calling me Twinkie. That really sucked. Blaps Brothers, come on in here. Come on in. Sit down. Sit down. Do you know why you're in here? Uh, no. Look, giving kids the nicknames is one thing, but you can't go around posting on social media names for all the teachers. Do you two know how serious it is to accuse someone of being a white supremacist? What? What? We didn't say that word. Mm-hmm. No, we didn't. No, we just said, you know, that the nickname was Knights of the Old Republic. That was your name. Why, I, I don't understand why that's wrong. Because I have a screenshot right here. Knights of the Old Republic would be one thing. I would be completely fine with a Star Wars reference. That is cool. I play. But you called me White Defender of the Old Republic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That's well, what your face says. Yeah, Do you not see skin. the difference? Uh, I don't know. Like, this could be a teachable moment. We're both listening. I'm, I'm trying very hard to... This is not even a teachable moment. This is a telling full moment. I am telling you that you cannot be giving racially charged nicknames to people on social media. I am in a position of authority. I am a community figure here. This is spreading. We're just giving the names that your face shows. All right? And so if Principal Talcum is going to... Principal Talcum to me looks like Grand Drago. Mm-hmm. And Grand you know Drago. what color talcum powder is. It's white. So white Grand Drago. And it just it fits you. It's destiny, really, I think. The cyborg is, is a clear, like, people denoting that, 
they're like, uh, I don't seem to have like the same emotional spectrum, and then I'm like hyper logical. Uh, in that same vein, like other people are be like, oh, what's up, Vulcan? What's up, Romulan? It was at this grocery store, um, and I was dressed up as Twinkie the Kid, just this gigantic Twinkie and a cowboy hat and spurs and like feather boa thing around my neck. Then everyone found out about it, and it was all over with after that. Twinkie. Yeah, Twinkie the Kid. I just don't understand. I'm your girlfriend, and all the kids around school are calling me Poo Kid now, and I don't know how that's supposed to be positive. Look what the what the Blatz brothers say. What they say goes. I, I know, but they say that there's some kind of positive, like a nugget of positivity. And I just don't get that in Pooh Kid. Heather, are you talking to Pooh Kid? Get away from her. I'm not. I'm not Pooh Kid. I'm. I'm. I'm telling you, I don't understand why people. Ever, why everybody's calling me Pooh Kid? Look, babe, babe, babe. I love you. But you're the Pooh Kid. Like that's. Tell me how that's positive. Oh, look, the Blatzes explained it to me. It was pretty simple. I mean, I was just wearing a brown skirt, and they called me Pooh Kid. Yeah, and it just, you know, it captured your essence, your playfulness. Uh, you know, it's, it's really beautiful. you got brown eyes. I mean, you know, some, some people might see that as negative, but I think Are you saying my eyes are co- the color of poo? Is that what you're telling me right now? Babe, babe, you're just, you're a bright and shining poo kid. That is not romantic. It, it made a lot, you know, it sounded a lot more ra- romantic when the Blast Brothers explained it to me. How do, uh, Blast Brothers, how did you explain this to him? Please tell me, how is Poo Kid a positive thing? It's just, it's kind of rolls off the tongue. It's pretty elegant, right? Poo Kid. Poo Kid. Poo Kid. You're kind of like Cupid's cousin. Yeah, because like, you don't shoot people to fall in love. Yes. You fall in love with people you shoot. Babe, just listen to their voices. If they were saying Poo Kid and wanted to be mean about it, there would be so much more hate in their voices. But do you hear... Do you hear their voice? How it's sweet and crooning Pooh Kid comes out? Yeah, yeah, they do. It does roll off their tongue a lot better than it rolls off a lot of the other tongues that I hear it roll off of. Uh, when I was a little kid, I was called One Shirt Michael. Kind of a long nickname. And, of course, it was appropriate. I only had one shirt when I was a little kid. Yeah, I, I uh, lived on the edge of a black community, and they all felt sorry for me and fed me a lot. And They called me One Shirt Michael. At the time, I thought it was funny. Uh, there was a period later in life where I realized that it was kind of an embarrassing name to be called, but they didn't mean anything bad by it, so I was fine with it. Uh, like I said, they fed me and kept me alive. They were, you know, great people. And uh, today, I would I would be enraged if I was called that. I think, but you know, I'm I'm sick of being lumped in with just anybody you see on the street. I'm I'm not a bum. You know, I'm in two museums. So, I mean, come on. I'm an artist doing what artists have always done. Everybody in my family called me Hetty. I was like Hetty. Like Heather was when I was in trouble, you know. But my grandmother might say Heather sometimes when she was being formal. 
And then I went to um, a period in high school where I felt very feminine. I don't know why. Um, slutty. You know, I, I wore pantyhose, had sex with guys. And I was somehow Heather again then. Yeah, you know, and then, so that was weird. And then I went to college and, like, I think because things were official in college, like you had your name on things and there were um, class lists, I would somehow just be Heather and not correct it. And then I was kind of an adult, so I would just let my friends and family call me Hetty, but I was kind of Heather with new people. Um, and then I was a nurse. And then you're like, name tag says Heather, because everything's like official, that's what happened. I didn't even want it. It just like, I would be lazy and not correct it. I would be, yeah. Okay, Heather, yes, Heather Stevens, Heather Stevens, Heather Stevens. My nickname when I worked in radio was Skippy the Lyric Guy, and it was very, 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 very popular. And it was on a top 40 mega, mega superstation. It was a play that's hottest music in St. Louis at the time. So says the radio station. And uh, I remember one time uh, I was in the car. It was, I was coming home from being out late. I was at a stoplight, and this truck with like a bunch of people in the back pulled up right next to me. And... And they were listening to the same radio station. And then, and now, Q104 presents Skippy the Lyric Guy. And everyone in the car next to me freaked out. It's like, shh, 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 it's Skippy, it's Skippy, it's Skippy, it's Skippy. And I'm sitting there right next to him at the slide, just grinning and laughing. I came back to Portland when I was an adult. And I went to work again and did the same damn thing. I, like, got a name tag that said Heather. And I was Heather at my new OHSU job. And so then, like, it was weird. And I don't like that. And everyone there knows me as Heather. We got a new manager at my work last year. And I've worked at this job 16 years. I got a new manager. And I introduced myself as Hetty. And it was very awkward because there's all these other people around me. You know, and everyone knows me for 16 years. And the manager walks up and she's like, hey, I'm Paul. I was like, hey, I'm Hetty. And everyone's like... Fucking say, and I was like, "Yep, I'm I'm Hetty." And so she calls me Hetty all the time. And she's, you know, how managers are—they come on the unit, they try to say your name over and over to be like they know you and they're cool. So now I'm only Hetty. And so all these people that know me for 16 years are trying it out. So I'll get like Hetty to the front desk. I'm like, "Yeah, thank you." Numbers Guzzler, I want to welcome you to the firm. Thank you. Um, I I didn't realize that 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 name was going to continue after. Uh, I left high school, but thank you so much. We did a quick search based off your LinkedIn profile. Whenever we saw that, we were pretty excited. I want to introduce you to a guy over here. This is Stat Chomper. Hey, hey, Stat Chomper. What's up? Wow, I, I I didn't realize that other people had nicknames like that. That's that you got a cool one. Yeah, this firm's pretty uh, pretty cool with that. Uh, I'm Stat Chomper. You know, we got. Uh, this chick, uh, she she restocks the break room. We call her Pepsi Guzzler, actually. Oh, oh, really? Yeah, yeah. She, I've never... All Pepsi products. We keep asking for Coke, but she just she keeps sticking with the Pepsi products. I never, I never met it another. You realize that was my original name in high school, right? No, it wasn't. That wasn't on your LinkedIn. Yeah, well, I was trying to bury it with the numbers Guzzler, obviously. Oh, wow. Uh... Hey, long time. Uh, hey. Do you remember us, the Bl- Blatz brothers? Uh, of how could I forget the Blatz brothers? Yeah, uh, I remember you guys. Yeah, wow, that's yeah. that's really funny. Uh, so you you want us to rename someone? Yeah, um, someone acquired uh, the name Pepsi Guzzler, and I was just kind of like, wow. Even though I didn't want that name at the time, it just seems like it should kind of be retired, like a jersey, and hung up in the gym, like something like that. Did you give that name to someone else? Um. 
Oh, well, you, you kind of said you didn't want it anymore. Yeah, and once you let a name go, it flies away and it goes to find someone else, you know? So huh. It just, I don't know, it makes it seem like it's less special. That you could just give the name that supposedly just my face told you I was and then give it to somebody else. But whatevs. That's ooh, cool. Ah, oh. hey, Number Gustler. I hear you got a problem with me. It's it no honestly it's not it's not a problem with you oh it's a problem trying to have me renamed um but it's not not a problem with you personally it's just like the policy of naming <laughs> is what I was you know just questioning well to me it sounds like there's something you don't want and then all of a sudden you see it attached to a hot girl making Pepsi Guslin look great and all of a sudden you want it back real cool. Hey, 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 Pepsi Guzzler, I, I just, I just got to this firm. I'm not trying to, you know, start a fight with anybody. Wow, you can really, you can really put that away. That's amazing. Two liters every hour. What? You know? Yeah, I told you, man. She's crazy. She is. She is crazy. What's up, Chomper? I just feel like you have, you're just like a heart attack waiting to happen. Listen, way worse than a heart attack's going to happen if you think that you're going to take the Pepsi Guzzling name away from me. Well, you know, I mean, I, I, I put it up for review, and we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, and welcome back to The Morning Show. If you're just joining us, we've got a very special guest today. It's 2020 presidential candidate Pooh Kid. Uh, welcome, Pooh Kid. Uh, that name's really stuck with you throughout this entire length of your candidacy, huh? Well, <laughs> cool. um, well tell me, though, about uh, who, who called you Zimmer? Most people. It's funny because one sometimes people be like, "What do you?" One time someone's like, "Oh, what do you call like other people in your family <laughs> by their first names?" <laughs> I'm calling all, everyone else Zimmer. So, yeah. Pooh kid was actually a kid in high school that he was playing paintball with one of my friends and. Uh, <laughs> He was just like, he shot him. He's like, you're poo kid. And he's like, what? Why am I poo kid? He's like, you're poo kid. And followed him through all high school. Oh, my. Well, I, I legitimately had a kid at my high school who was the name god. Like, he was the kid for whatever reason. In seventh grade, he nicknamed everybody. His, the name was, his name was Dan Cohen. And for whatever, he was like, not a, a great kid he was kind of he was, a, it was, he was a bully he <laughs> was, yeah, there was a bully element to it there was definitely a bully element to it but he was also he was like an idiot savant it's like he wasn't a funny guy but for necessarily funny but for whatever reason those nicknames were so funny he would he'd make a great insult comic yeah yeah like i don't know what happened to him his dad was like a very famous like journalist or diplomat or something of that nature and uh, but but he uh, yeah his I, I don't know he he was a he really was a nickname savant so he like I he gave me the only nickname I've ever had that ever stuck which was Peef the Christmas Bear um, <laughs> the only thing and, and it was what kids called me like Wait, all was that Beef the Christmas uh, Bear Peef P E F okay. for whatever reason Dayton's uh, in Minneapolis every year has a giant Christmas to do where they have like a big storybook. Uh, uh, element to it, and they you walk through this exhibit of a, a Christmas story every year, and that year was a bear named Peef the Christmas Bear, and for and my last name is Reef, and it rhymed with Peef, and it just stuck. <laughs> and like he who he did uh, like 
Puntos. That was like a, 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 a nickname that stuck with Sean forever. Like there, there were just these like really sin, like I don't know where they came from, but he was just this well of of nicknames. When I was when I was fifteen, I changed schools, mm-hmm. and one of my new friends, like we're just walking down the street, and he looks at me. He's like, I hesitate to tell you guys. <laughs> he, he, I'm not going to tell you. He gave me a name uh, oh, that I that I didn't want. <laughs> You're not gonna tell there us what the is. name is. It was Beaver. Beaver. Yeah, it's like you're okay. You you are Beaver. And like I guys, like, leave it to Beaver or yeah. Mm. Mm. That's that's an open question. He said yes, as in leave it to Beaver. And I was you like, think oh. it's deeper? Yeah, whatever. Did he say it, that to the principal? And <laughs> and then and I said I was like, fine. Or but no, mm, shrug and. It, it, it proceeded to catch on, and then uh, yeah, it became who I was. I'm gonna call you Eric. <laughs> hey, uh, shut up, Keith, the Christmas bear. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. My friend, my friend has her husband looks exactly like Boomer Esiason, and Ooh, lucky. He's a football player, or was. What? Yeah. Cincinnati Bengals. Um, everyone calls him Boomer. So because he looks like another person who's that's that person's name, that is now his name pretty much for life, which I think is really weird. Yeah. Uh, I know it's, it's not – everyone just calls me Charlie. Uh, it's not my real name. They just – they think I look like another Charlie. I don't really want to tell you what Charlie that is. It's, it's Charlie from the Chocolate Factory. I, look, we, not, we know which one it is. No, I'm not going to – I don't – we don't need to get into it. I don't want to say. I don't want to confirm or deny. It's, it's definitely it's definitely yeah. like Charlie in the Chocolate Factory. Like we've all seen the movie and you look exactly like that kid. Uh, I, I, you're putting me on the spot here. I just said like I'm not comfortable saying which one. Dude, I, dude you are carrying a Wonka bar right now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Hey, the, did you find your golden ticket? Where okay, yeah, I like Wonka is an actual brand of candy. Uh, I enjoy candy, and I'm carrying, yes, a Wonka bar, but that is because it is delicious and it has nuts, and it's something that I enjoy to eat. Oh, okay, you, you seem pretty defensive about it, so mm-hmm. I assume that I'm right. Oh, hey, Grandpa. Uh, now's a, not a good time. Can you come back to pick me up later? Oh, boy. But I got out of bed to come pick you up. Grandpa, if you can just come back later. These are my new friends at my new school, and I would... Yep, it's it's definitely Charlie in the Chocolate Factory, you guys. <gasps> like, look at his grandpa. Yeah. Oh, he's so frail. Yeah, he has diphtheria. And, and late-stage leukemia. Well, tell me, when you said you got out of bed, did you get out of the family bed? Yes! Uh, Grant, is, oh God, you don't need to game. answer their questions, Grandpa. Uh, we asked me. I'm a polite... Come on, cheer up, Charlie. Can you just call me... My, uh, can you just call me Brad? Keybrit. Look, I... Ugh, all right. Yeah, there, there is a small resemblance to Charlie from Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. I will admit that much. Like, like you and everyone in your family is exactly like the whole movie, the whole thing. We literally resemble the whole thing. Okay. Your mother is a cleaner. Yes, she. We we are below the poverty line. 
that is true. If that's what you're getting at, you can take your jabs at me. It's it, no, it's weird. Like I'm not even taking a jab. Like obviously Charlie is the protagonist of that story, and he was like the only likable character. So like, why? Wait, he's the only likable character. Well, I just mean like he's the mo- he's like the reasonable, good kid. Like nobody could ever find any fault with Charlie. He's amazing. Excuse me, excuse me. I I was just happening by, and I I couldn't help but overhear you. Uh, my name is is Wilhelm Wonka. And I uh, run a local factory that makes, uh, well, I guess you could say fine candies and chocolates. Mm-hmm. I couldn't help but notice you've got one of my uh, candy bars in your hand. Yeah, I picked it up Good at Seven Eleven. Yeah, that was, I bought a candy bar. Is, is this a crime? No. I don't understand what's Let going this on. be the one. Not a crime at all. I just, I also couldn't help but notice that it's a special rapper, a very special... Special rapper. All right, here's where I'm going to call BS. I'm going to call BS because the that if we if you're all framing me as this person, that that ticket is on the inside of the wrapper. All right, oh. I'm going to call BS. No, I'm wearing my special candy X-ray glasses, God and that's it. how I tell. Charlie would never curse. Oh, oh my heavens! I, well, that does it. I was going to give you the opportunity of a lifetime, but Tell him now... good day, sir. Good day. Hey, hon. Uh, I had a really rough day today. Did you? Yeah, it was bad. Uh, oh, hey, let me rub your shoulders. They, they, oh, thank you. Oh, that feels good. Violet, yeah. do, you ever, do you ever think that, like, people just have an impression of you that's not right? Yeah, yeah, I do. I do. Yeah, I just feel like, like, I don't know, like, sometimes people think that I act and look and have a family life similar to, the, to you know, obviously, Charlie. That is ridiculous. Yeah. Charlie was never married. And you know what they said? They said that he's the only likable character in the whole, in the whole movie. Well, that's just ridiculous. I, I love the, the, the little ones. Yeah. The Oompa Loompas. The, that's, those, are, those are very, those are very... I mean, t- today, if the movie came out, there'd be some issues, I think. But yeah, yeah, yeah. at the time, they were very, very, like... Well, next time somebody says that you're Charlie and that everybody that you know resembles somebody from that movie, let them know, I don't know any little people. I, I will keep that in mind. I, I kind of wanted to start this conversation because I'm going to ask, and I know this is unfair, but I don't want them to know you exist. Uh, I don't want them to know. Like, I feel like if I say that my girlfriend's name is Violet, it opens a whole other door. Ding dong, doorbell, ding dong. That's the doorbell. Did Are you expecting anybody? No, no, I'm not. Okay. Uh, Answer the door. I'm not getting out of bed. All right, Grandpa. All right. Hello? Oompa. Oompa. Oh, my God. Oompa dee doo. Mr. Wilhelm Vanka wants to have a word with you. Who is it, sweetie? It's it's a, it's a little person who's singing a song. Call in, him what they are. No, I'm not gonna call him an Oompa Loompa. He's he's a human being. I am an Oompa Loompa. Okay, he's calling. He's self-identifying as an Oompa Loompa. <laughs> Ask him if somebody set him up to it. All right. Are you are you like one of the? Is this like a thing with the kids at school? Is this kind of to to take the joke to another dimension? Oompa loompa. Okay, you can just say it straight. I don't know what you are talking about. All right. 
Yeah, violate. We are not going on dates in public for like a week. Own up who you really are. Have you read uh, his greatest book? Who's? I just I just want to take this opportunity to tell you about how <laughs> Roald Dahl's best book is Danny, the Champion of the World. It's so good. Danny is a little boy, like every Roald Dahl hero and his dad is yeah what about matilda his dad is a poacher who i forget like it's like his dad his dad is a like a noble uh thief he steals the rich man you're backtracking a little bit on that but how's that he said he was a poacher, but but the good kind. Well, no. So he so he po- no. So he he, he gives does the ivory to the poor. He literally poaches, which is the crime of like stealing the nobleman's like eggs or because um, uh, you poach an egg by stealing it eggs. from the from the rich people that stole the land, stole the commons. And so Danny's dad, I think it's that he like um, he like uh, he. He's carrying on the tradition, his family tradition. Like, they don't actually need to steal to live. They just steal from the rich guy because it's awesome, because it's the thing that they must do. And so Danny learns this about his father at some point, and then his father takes him into the woods to do it as well. And then his dad gets caught, and Danny has to save him. But it's like this whole thing about um, just, like, fucking stealing from rich people. Your Honor, I... I don't know what to tell you. I am but a humble arsonist. I burn the houses down of the rich, and then I give the ashes of the houses to the poor as a symbolic gesture. Your Honor. Do you not... I'm sorry, I'm just... I'm having trouble comprehending that you're not comprehending the seriousness of your crime. Can I have a minute with my client? By all means. Thank you. Okay, you're really incriminating yourself here. I think I'm doing a pretty good job. No, let me let, job. let me do the talking. Okay. Just answer the questions. You're going above and beyond what they're asking you, and you're actually doing more damage to your case. Am I not supposed to speak directly to the judge when I'm on the witness stand? No, speak directly to the judge, but okay. please just answer the questions he has. Okay. You don't need to talk about your motivations, all right? Your motivations make you seem guilty. Oh, but the people must must be must know that the rich are corrupt and their houses right. must be burned to the ground. Yeah, we, we can talk about that, you know, in our own time. Okay. We okay. can talk about that outside of public opinion. Okay. Okay, right. this is pub- the public. Doing facts. Okay. Yep, we're just sticking to facts, all right? right? Facts. Just right. what he Got has. It. All right. Back to the original question. What is it to you that seems to signify some sort of closure for the poor by giving them the ashes that the houses have burned down? Uh, well, it, just, it, it feels nice you know, to see the ashes of, of a rich person's awful home sifting through your fingers. Now, and that's a fact. I'm, I'm sorry, Your Honor. Is, is, is he calling me the awful person? The awful person just because I happen to have money? All right, objection. We didn't, we didn't say that, all right? It was very clearly said. I do not object. I have... <laughs> Let me be very clear about this. I only arson the top 1% of America. Your client's giving a clear admission of guilt. I, I honestly don't even need to continue the questioning at this point. If I am guilty, the only thing I am guilty of is burning down property 
of very wealthy people. Again, literally what you're on trial for. Okay, you're... I, I just, you know, I just feel like I, in my own defense as a one percenter, I just, I would like to just at least tell you what you've done, just the consequences of your actions. Is that allowed, Your Honor? By all means. I've written a letter. I'd like to... Uh, dear Mr. Daniel Buggerton, in your attempt to make a statement, I believe you may have chosen the wrong person. My household has employed hundreds of people over the years. Mr. Butter didn't get that lighter away from the letter. You let her finish. I I've, shan't. I have the right to read my letter, Mr. Beckerton. Read what's left of it, then. I, and if, go ahead. Well, you know, I'm going to freestyle, actually. I have a lot of things to say. You know, I, people have lost their jobs because, because you set my house on fire. And I only have so many houses, so I can't employ all of them. So that's one thing you should know. And then also, I was a mentor to one little girl over the last 20 years. So I was giving back. Oh, you know, also one time, I, uh, I, uh, I had cans in that house that um, were about to expire. So I told uh, Henderson to take that down to the local shelter, and that also happened. So what did you give them? You gave them a, a, a can of ashes. Okay, we're here to deliberate. Let's just get this over with. He did it. He burned the house down. And let's, I, let's just get this over with. But look, are we sure? Are we sure? He, he admit, more than admitted and tried to start a fire in the courtroom. I don't know. I mean, have you guys seen Robin Hood? I mean, it's really... It's like, yeah, maybe we've got to stand up for the little man, you know? Uh, Put yourself in his shoes. Well, that rich person sounded like she did a lot of really good things, almost like a philanthropist. So I don't know if she was necessarily the right target for Robin Hood. I don't think Robin Hood would have even stolen from her. Excuse me. May I come in here and make my case to you jurors privately? How did you get in here? I, I managed to get out of these shackles and sneak in because I I figured there's only one true form of justice. Well, come on down, get out of the air duct and talk to us. Yeah, I'll allow it. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Very <laughs> Like a judge <laughs> Yeah. Marianne, you're, you're fine. Thanks. <laughs> hey, you guys, stop protesting outside this dentist's office, all right? All right, I need you guys to I run a business here, all right? Here's the... You want to know how it went down? I'll tell you how it went down, all right? This I was know a, how it went down. You killed a lion! No. Monster! You, no, okay? I... Yes, I killed a lion, but this Boo. is a lion... Boo! Okay. Are you going to hear me out here? What if lions had guns? Yeah. Yeah. Look, okay, I understand that public opinion sees this... One way, but I just want to tell you that this was an act of charity, all right? This was a lion that had been attacking the village. This was an lion chosen by the people of the village for me to kill. I just paid $100,000 to kill a lion that was tormenting a village. That lion saved every satyr here from the Ice Queen. What? Uh, Aslan? That was a magical lion. Okay, I can't speak to the magical nature of this lion, but here on planet Earth... That lion was attacking children, all right? You're, you're making that up. He would never do that. Never. 
Yeah, no. If he were attacking children, they would be demon children. They probably exactly. deserved it. Okay, yeah. just because the lion had a name that's similar to a fictional character does not mean that this lion was the same lion in your storybooks. Don't try to blur the lines between fantasy and reality. We know what you did. Did he have a mane? Yes, of course it had a mane. It's a lion. Did, did it, it have, have claws? And paws? Yes, it had both claws and paws. Now, please... Sounds like Aslan to me. Yeah. Did he sacrifice himself in a semi-religious nature? I really wouldn't be able to tell you that, because I shot a a, a lion that was going berserk and attacking children. Oh, my God. You're Pontius Pilate. Oh, my God. How do you know know he wasn't just telling those children about their destiny as kings and queens? Because he was menacing a village. I literally put down $100,000 of American money. I traveled overseas. I took a flight international to go take care of a lion that was hand-picked, hand-selected by a group of people because it was a nuisance. So you're the only person in the whole world that can go kill a nuisance lion, and they didn't have anybody in the entire continent of Africa that could do that? Okay, i buy that. Yeah. I mean, if it was a nuisance, maybe they should be giving you money. Ever think about that? Yeah. That's right. It's not like the dog catcher pays me for the dogs that he comes and gets. Yeah. Maybe they were conflicted because they needed the money and they didn't know what to do so that you'd do something horrible. Can I at least appeal to your humanity? You are, you, you've literally destroyed my business. Uh, I, I, can't, I can't use my real name anymore. You've, you've put me on blast on the internet. I, I have nothing left. If you can please just stop uh, haunting my drive and please leave me and my family alone. It didn't help that you changed your name to C.S. Lewis. Okay, Agreed. That, that was a choice because I figured if my, uh, how many C.S. Lewises are there, all right? How many do there need to be? One. C.S.D.D.S., not the most clever ad campaign. Please. My children just need to go to college, all right? I had to change our names so that my children can go to college and they don't have the family name that you've all ruined. Nobody goes to college anymore. It's dumb. Agreed. Is that in your book? I don't even know where this is. Co- what, or, what, do you have scruples? What is your driving principle? Why would I go to college so I could get out and do the same job I can get before college? Thank Everybody you. knows that's dumb. Yeah, Thank all you college for makes are dentists. They yeah. shoot lions. Murderer. I mean... Thank you so much for joining us on The Morning Show. I'm here with an angry mob, and you have all just... Wonderful. Yes, yes. And you all wrote a very fascinating book. Nobody goes to college anymore. It's dumb. Uh, it's selling like hotcakes. I'd love to hear how you all came to this uh, wonderful idea and wrote this collectively. It's pretty obvious. I mean, we saw everything in the world, and then we were like, college is dumb. I don't have enough money to go, so I reject it. Yeah, I went for two years, drank a bunch, and I didn't learn a thing. So it was stupid. I was at a Bernie Sanders rally, and college is going to be free anyway, so why even go? Uh, well, Bernie Sanders hasn't been elected yet, and uh, you know he's going to be. Feel yeah, the yeah, 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 feel the burn! So much momentum. It's <laughs> wonderful. Uh, you've also done an amazing job at, of protesting this uh, awful man, this dentist who apparently killed a lion. Thank you for that's all over us. the news. No, he admits yeah. it. He admits what he did. Yeah. Huh. It was noble! No, it wasn't. It was noble! Oh, he's here in the audience. Oh, wonderful. Yeah, I'm here in the audience. Yeah, I bought a ticket. Yeah, I wanted to say something about my own name. Oh my god, I just realized how awful protesters are. Yeah, is this this what we've been doing? 
Jesus. Hey, sir, why don't you come up? Why don't you come up here and uh, let? No, I yell at them just like they yell at me outside my place of business. I do not like do this. We sound like that. That makes my ears hurt. It's horrible. You're all big dummies and you ruin lives. He's wow, Jesus. Really, it took C.S. Lewis to hold up a mirror to ourselves. No. <laughs> We're gonna Guys. cut the commercial break here. And... <laughs> no, really though, Danny, the champion of the world. It's really good. <laughs> Direct action gets the goods. But if there's one thing that I've learned from comedians making fun of activists, you have to pick your battles. Do you like this song? It's called Hedonic State, and it's by Mike B. Ford, who made all the music in the second half of this episode. Ryan Little made the music on the first half of this episode. Find them both on the Free Music Archive. I did. Or go to my le- website, derailer.xyz, for the links. Hey, the nonfiction nicknames on this program were by Ryan, aka the Professor Cyborg Jesus, Michael Patterson Carver, whose art you should check out, Lori, Hetty, Napalm Beth, and Jason Castro, who has a show called The Mystic and the Wizard Podcast. I thank them all. Julie Amory first used Nicole, and I'm like, who? Every single time, I'm like, napalm bath? Oh, okay. Derby makes you introduce people, strangely. Because I'm, I'm a, like, a white male of a certain stature and look a certain way, when I have a beard, sometimes I get called Jesus. And then for a while, people were kind of, like, poking fun at me because I ran around with my shirt off and they were calling me uh, Jesus with a six-pack, even though I didn't, didn't actually have a, have a six-pack. Improvised performances on this episode by Michael Zimmer, Janet Scanlon, Chad Parsons, Derek Smith, and Dylan Reef, also known as Peef the Christmas Bear. My name is Eric Klein. I edit this thing we call Derailer, and we do it live every week at the Kickstand Comedy Space in Portland, Oregon. Recordings start at 5.45 p.m. on the dot Mondays. And you're invited to stop on by. Just check out Kickstand Comedy Spaces website or Facebook. Derailer is a podcast that you can get on iTunes. You can like on Facebook. And you can dig deeper into our work on the website derailer.xyz. Until next time. Oh, shit. Oh, wow. You don't even know the Pandora's box you just opened. Oh, my God. How many nicknames have I had? Uh, which era? <laughs> what do you want to know about nicknames? Because I have a shitload of... Excuse me. Yeah, Playground. Another nickname. I worked at Borders uh, when I first moved to Portland. And, you know, a lot of people inside of the spiritual community that I, you know, the Qigong and massage and all this, you know, radical woo-woo stuff I do, uh, a lot of people have this thing where they they kind of change their name, like they have their spiritual name. And I was never really down with that because I really enjoyed being very grounded. You know, like I'm a spiritual, eclectic, you know, holy being, but, you know, it's still just Jason Castro right here. 
So, you know, I started wondering, I'm like, oh, what would my name be? I'm like, okay, well, you know what? I'm not going to choose it. I'm not going to be like, I am Llama, Llama, you know, somebody, I don't know. So I thought, I was like, okay, well, okay, I'm, I'm open to where it's going to come from. So I was working at Borders. I was in charge of world religion, science, metaphysics, um, all like the cool stuff and po- uh, poetry and, and Bibles and philosophy and stuff. And, and one day I was working and this book like fell off the shelf shelf literally by itself i don't know how it was i'm sure probably on the other side there was like someone pushing it through but i didn't see them so it like it just fell out so that was my sign and i pick it up and on the cover it said wick so i became the being named wick (laughs) in all of my drama and hilariousness uh so wick has become um another persona which is weird, because now that I actually kind of take that back, I did actually, I was given another name, like, you know, inside of, again, the spiritual community, like, people kind of ascend, you know, and um, oh, uh, Wick kind of went to the wayside. Wick was kind of like my street, you know, like my Hafiz, you know, like, I'm, I'm the vagabond, I'm like the roving, dirty mystic, you know, the Zen guy that's kind of like, walks around. But then, like, there's this other side of me um, that... <laughs> showers no I'm joking <laughs> no uh spiritually you know um but you know there's this other part of me that you know that takes things very seriously inside of the game that everything is um and I was given the name Kimi that's another nickname Kimi is Mayan for death I've been around a lot of death in my life whether it be my son's death or uh friend's deaths or or even um my own deaths you know because transitions can be really really rough you know and when a part of yourself dies there's another side that opens and i'm really about letting go as much as possible and creating that new space for something new to show up so mayan for death is kimi um so friends started calling me kimi and then it became father kimi so when i do uh, a lot of the spoken word stuff when it comes to like leading weddings or leading funerals um or helping people out uh, occasionally i'll go by father kimi So there's another nickname. Dude, you asked the right person.